When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another show, another exciting guest lined up for you. Before we dive into the interview, I want to ask you a question and I want you to answer it honestly. Now, it may seem like a strange question and one you've never been asked before, but just go with me here. Ready? How is your current relationship with money? Do you have a love-hate relationship? Or maybe you try and ignore the topic of money altogether. Or maybe you're constantly thinking about money, but more along the lines of how little you have and how you're struggling and how it's causing you to feel in your life and in your business. Now, according to my guest today, if you want to achieve financial freedom, wealth and happiness in your business and your life, developing an effective relationship with money is critical. And today I'm joined by prosperity expert and wealth catalyst, Mary Flor Toniato. Now, Mary Flor is the best-selling author of Money, Manifestation and Miracles, Eight Principles for Transforming Women's Relationship with Money. And her company, Power with Soul, helps high-achieving women entrepreneurs and professionals across the globe transform their relationship with money and experience financial freedom, fulfillment and success. And on today's show, she's going to speak about why developing an effective relationship with money is critical to achieving financial freedom, wealth and happiness in your life and in your business. She'll also be sharing three keys that hold women back from greater wealth and success and powerful ways to resolve them, as well as helping you to discover the eight principles for transforming women's relationship with money as a way to celebrate your feminine approach to money and uh, enhance how you value yourself and your worth, which we know is so very important. Welcome to the show. Hi, Anne-Marie. I am so excited. Thank you so much for this opportunity to speak with you and with your guests. And I just want to congratulate you on the success of your show and reaching so many ambitious entrepreneurs across the globe, which is so exciting. Oh, thank I'm you. so happy to be with you. Thank you. you know, and for me, it, it gives me an opportunity and a platform to speak with other amazing experts such as yourself. And talking today about a topic I know many of us struggle with, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're going to share some incredible insights with us to help us start to transform the way that many of us view money. So tell us about your book and, and what makes this a perfect time to talk about our relationship with money. 
Okay, well, so this book is, it's a new book that came out last month, and it's really uh, grabbing a lot of people's attention because, you know, as you noted, the real main concept of the book is that achieving the wealth, financial freedom, and happiness you deserve in your business is really dependent upon your relationship with money. And I know that sounds a little bit odd, and but really mm-hmm. because... Money impacts every area of our lives and, and our business, really. And, you know, it's been said that it takes that we make approximately six decisions a day regarding money. Mm-hmm. So since money is a daily experience, our relationship with money is then further magnified and it plays a fundamental role in, in our success. So if your relationship with money actually determines whether you will experience success or struggle in your relationship. So so this book is really about going deeper. It's not a book that focuses on mechanics of money or financial management or investing and saving. Mm-hmm. But what it is, it's really a book uh, that shines a light on women's unique relationship with money. And it takes a deep dive into examining the key areas that can hold women back from greater wealth and success because really many women of all ages, educational backgrounds, and income levels privately struggle with valuing themselves and their worth. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's and, interesting, let me jump in there because I think a number sure. of us are having ahas. When you said that we can make up to six decisions a day about money, for some women who are listening today, they may be in part of the group as, well, I don't really worry about money, my husband handles all that, or you know, if they're in business, which of course they are because they're listening or maybe they're thinking about starting a business, they may have a bookkeeper or an accountant that manages their money. But what you're saying is that even though someone else may be managing the money, there are still decisions that you make and our beliefs and our values and all those things are going to determine what decision we make about that money. And it can either be a positive or, or unfortunately a negative impact in how money is showing up in our lives. I think that's a huge lesson for us, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. People wonder, you know, how could I have a relationship with money when money is an inanimate object? Mm -hmm. And really, if you think about it, we think more about money, whether we have it or we don't have it. It preoccupies us. It is a qualifier for the quality of life that we can live Mm -hmm. and, and the impact that we can make. And so, I think that anything that we have that much uh, time and effort invested in, I think we do have a relationship with money, whether we like it or not, really. Yeah, and I know women, for many of us, we may look at someone, who, you know, another woman. I mean, I don't know whether in your country, because of course I'm in in Australia, we have what we call the tall poppy syndrome, unfortunately. And that is where when someone is really doing great things in her life or in her business or whatever, it is that she's involved in. Unfortunately, for some of us, we may get a bit jealous, you know, envious. And so we, we try and tear that person down. Now, when we look at someone like that, someone who's created wealth for themselves, or even is looking nice, which she's dressed beautifully or driving a nice car, we make a judgment right there in that instance, whether we know it or not. And that is is really impacted by what we think about money. It's like we can either think, "Hey, fantastic, she's amazing. Look at what she's created for yourself," or we may be thinking something like, "Oh, you know, what did she do to deserve that kind of thing?" That's really what you're talking about here, isn't it? 
Yes, and that's such a really good point because really I have come to believe and now doing the work that I do and the research that I've done with this book is that money is an emotional currency for women. Mm -hmm. It is tied to our sense of self-worth, our self-confidence, the way the sense of the feeling that we deserve and our feelings of safety and security. So you're right, Anne-Marie, when we're looking at another very successful woman, depending on our own relationship with money and how we feel about ourselves, ultimately, we're going to project that onto that woman. Mm. Yes, we sure are. Yeah. Can I ask you about the title of your book? And I love that, Money, Manifestation and Miracles. And I think this speaks perfectly to what we were just talking about. For some of us, to put money alongside manifestation and miracles in the same title even, especially with your book, for many of us, we might be thinking, how can you do that? So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what you mean by money, manifestation and miracles. Oh, absolutely. And and thank you for asking the question, Anne-Marie, because I love this title, too. <laughs> and doesn't it really grab people's attention and, and emotions it at does. the same time? Yes, it because, certainly does. And money does that, doesn't it? So the topic of money can do that. But really, the title reflects the journey that the reader takes in the book. Mm-hmm. That includes three parts. And so part one focuses on understanding women's unique relationship with money and take, and the reader takes stock of their own current relationship with money. So they gain a deeper understanding of their own truth with money and they explore underlying emotions, unconscious motivations or even behaviors that come up for them and, and that show up in their life or in their business with money. Mm-hmm. And then part two, We take a deeper dive and we uncover the concept of manifesting and its relation to spiritual laws, particularly in relation to prosperity and abundance. So many of your listeners, I'm sure, are familiar with the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, and, and so this part also takes further law of attraction and law of manifestation and other universal laws that are at play and really looking at it from the point of view of what can get in the way of getting what you want when you're trying to manifest this new found wealth creation. And part three then focuses on creating miracles by taking action. So that's the operative word there is taking action to transform your relationship with money. And what it really does is that it focuses on the ways in which the eight principles are really focusing on the principles of Buddhism Mm -hmm. and the enlightenment of Buddhism and really showing that that it is connected to the way we want to live in terms of enlightenment through the work that we want to do through wealth creation. And so what it really does then is that eight principles is very much tied to what I've adapted and applied through the lens of money. Which is really interesting because not many people are doing that. No, not at all. One thing that um, I think you mentioned, and this is obviously chapter, oh, the part one of your book is just so valuable. And that's where you've said that this is where we start to uncover the unconscious behaviors and beliefs. Because so many of us have picked up, I would imagine, values and beliefs, and therefore we've created these money stories. We may not even realize that these are the reasons that are keeping us stuck and from 
experiencing financial freedom. And I'd imagine the exercises and the information in your book is so valuable because we can't change what we don't know. And it's that old saying, we don't know what, what we don't know. And so having insight in this area is just so incredible because it's going to give us the opportunity then to work through changing that and, you know, challenging and changing. And I think that uh, it's just incredible. So if we think about some of the key areas that you see typically hold women back from generating greater wealth and having success, what would be some of those things, the common things? And then I'd love you also to speak about what are some ways that we can change, resolve those things that are coming up for us? Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. So there's really three key areas, Anne-Marie, that I've observed that hold women back from greater wealth and success. And the three areas has to do with mindset and beliefs, Mm -hmm. emotions, and actions regarding money. So in the area of mindset and belief, so a common belief that I often hear in in my work and when I'm working with really heart-centered, passionate entrepreneurs is that it's not about the money. I just want to help, you know, lots of people and it's not about the money. Somebody else can take care of the money for me. And there's a little bit of an underlying belief that making more money is somehow selfish or greedy or not spiritual. And so the really important thing here to understand is that it's absolutely admirable to want to help many people make a difference. And the problem then becomes that it's very hard to achieve this goal when you're not making any money. Because the truth is, if you really want to help a lot of people, then you really have to step up and play a much bigger game in your business because making more money actually in your business automatically enables you to reach more people. Mm. And it's a symbiotic flow. So money provides you with so many choices that you can contribute to your favorite causes, you know, help your family and friends and really enjoy a better quality of life. And I know that for many women entrepreneurs, our business is so closely tied to who we are and what we believe in and that we really want to make a meaningful difference. So the more you make, the more people you're really going to be able to help. So the mindset shift here that I can offer is you can be spiritual and rich at the same time. Mm, Yeah. And then the second piece is about emotion. So, I mean, As I said earlier, you know, money is an emotional currency for women. And in my work, I've really experienced five areas regarding money that contribute to an unhealed or or blocked money issue. Mm -hmm. And these emotions, by the way, are not specifically for women. Men experience them as well, except that women experience them in a different way. And these emotions include fear, shame, guilt, and anger or blame regarding money. Mm-hmm. And in the interest of time, I'm just going to talk about one of them, which is, you know, the biggest one is perhaps is really fear. Right. It's the most common emotion that we have. And it doesn't even have to be pertaining to money. It's really, you know, the most common emotion that we have. But because it, it's really around stretching ourselves beyond our comfort zone. And many women experience fear when it comes to money and it usually centers around the fear of not having enough or Mm -hmm. or feeling that what they have will be taken away and I've actually had clients that have talked to me that say that they've sat around the the table with their women relatives and talked about the the bag lady image you know Um. or or someone that that their fear that somehow 
they're going to become a bad lady and that they're not going to be able to provide for themselves or their family or that they'll lose everything and have to depend on others. So that's an exaggerated way. But I mean, those are unconscious held beliefs by some people Mm -hmm. and by some women. And so the third aspect then is that when this ends up happening, women can end up actually giving away their their actions and their time and, and, and having self-sabotaging actions, I would call it. And because what happens is if, if our money relationship is really left unexamined, so the money issues, they persist and they can keep that keep you from really experiencing the joy, wealth, satisfaction, and, and success that we all desire in our business. And some of the self-sabotaging actions are things like under-earning mm-hmm. and undercharging, over-delivering. And I'm sure people are nodding us or hearing this. Yes. <laughs> and, um, undervaluing our time and our expertise. I mean, I can't tell you how many women I've heard is, oh my God, I I was supposed to only be talking to them for 30 minutes and it turned out to be an hour call. So just really wanting to help, but to the point where it it doesn't make it um, a good win-win for yourself. Mm. And then having unclear boundaries. So to the point of it shows up as perhaps wanting to say, no, but instead end up saying yes. And things like having to clients not paying on time or dropping out of programs or things like that, that have to point towards that's how it shows up. But it's really around having like a stronger sense of personal boundaries. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'd imagine Mm -hmm. that those three things, whilst there are certain elements that can fall into each, the mindset and beliefs and the emotions and the actions, they can also work as a cycle. For instance, if you have a mindset and a belief that impacts negatively on some emotions and then that negative emotion then impacts on an action that you take or that you may not take. And I think we can all relate to the belief and the, the mindset that you mentioned earlier about wanting to be spiritual. It's not about the money and feeling greedy by increasing your, your prices or your fees. But what you say is so true in that so many of us working in heart-centered businesses, we often wear many hats in our businesses. So if we do increase our income, it means we can get more support, more teams mm-hmm. supporting us. And in that way, we're not running ourselves into the ground. We're not doing, trying to do everything. And we can see that we then, through with r- the right support, we can reach more people. So and what you're saying really puts a, a whole new way of thinking about it that our belief that, hey, I'm not in it for the money is actually stopping our ideal clients who are remaining stuck and need to hear what we have to say and need our coaching and support. By us having that old belief, we're not getting out there and we're not supporting them. And it really helps them empower us to think, you know what, by charging more, by, by hiring team, I'm going to be able to really have a bigger impact in, in the world. So love that. So, so very important. Now you also talk about eight principles for transforming our relationship with money and how it can help us achieve financial freedom and wealth. Now, for the purposes of, of today's uh, interview and the, the time, did you want to just briefly say what each of the principles are, but maybe talk a little bit more about one of the, the favorite principles or maybe, you know, the one that we really do or you want us to have a, a huge insight around uh, after today's show? 
Okay, sure, sure. And so, as I said earlier, you know, the eight principles are based on the Eastern philosophy of, of Buddhism. And mm-hmm. the whole point here is really being able to take and take the highest qualities of wisdom and, and, uh, heart. So combining those two to really effectively help women transform their relationship with money. And it works really well with Moon because in the course of my research, I've really realized that, and this is supported by research in neurobiology, is mm-hmm. that for women, it's not about the money. That's not the means to the end for us. For women, it's really about our relationship with others and really using money on how to take care of ourselves, to share it, to give it away, or to really help others in need. And mm-hmm. so for us, it's really very much of uh, the, our unique relationship. So for the eight principles, I'll just quickly name them. So the first principle is having the right perspective and understanding about money. The second principle is having the right attitude toward money. And the third is having the right expression. There's so much power in the words that we use and the and style of communication that we use that we're sometimes really unaware that we could be using words that are, are negative about money when there is no need for that because we don't want to create that reality for ourselves either. Mm-hmm. The fourth principle is is taking the right action. And this is incorporating ethical practices and principles within your business. The fifth principle refers to the right purpose, to earning money in a lawful and and moral way and ensuring that the way you're earning your livelihood doesn't harm or cause any suffering for yourself or, or others. And the sixth principle is about the right emotions to referring to how you can address emotional blocks to wealth and really then taking the seventh principle, which is right awareness of really being mindful with, with money and using money for the highest good. Mm-hmm. And the eighth principle is having the right focus and being focused with achieving your money goals in, in a way that would be some, somebody similar to like Olympian training and not being really distracted with other types of distractions and environment and really focusing your energy toward your highest intention and that disciplined effort could really help you make a really bold reach your bold money goals Mm -hmm. and also make a greater impact and be of greater service to others and also then to yourself yes and if and i really you know i think that would be the biggest aspect is to really have that right focus for what you want to do with the money, how you want to then serve others and impact the world. And in in the course of that, you're actually really enriching your life and the way your relationship is with money because there's going to be the symbiotic flow of money coming into your life. Wow. Love, love those eight principles. Do you find in your work that those eight principles are interlocked, they're intertwined. So if one tends to to be a little lacking, that that impacts the others, how do they all kind of fit together? Oh, that's a really good point. Thank you for for asking that, Anne-Marie, because they are all interconnected. And that's what the beauty of that all is. I wouldn't call it a like a hierarchy or a step, but they are all interconnected. So Mm. when we make one change in one area, it impacts the other. And I think it's really a beautiful symbol also of how interconnected our life is with money anyways, because if we look at wealth, it's really the broadest sense of wealth. It's really 
it permeates every area of our lives. So we could look at the wealth of our health, the wealth of our relationships, our wealth in spirituality, and our wealth in our money and finances, and our wealth in in the, the business that we have. And so it's exactly the same thing. What you do in the other, it's all interconnected in one place upon each other and yes. really helps to strengthen it. Yeah. And, you know, as you were reading through and, and sharing more about each of those principles, I think it really deepened our awareness that tied back to the beginning when we first started talking about relationship with money and saying that we may never have even realized or even thought that we have a relationship with money. Yet, for many of us, we want to have the right perspective. We want to ensure that we have the right attitude, you know, the right expressions, taking the right action. We think about purpose. Many of us have a deeper purpose and a passion and that's the reason why we went in, into business and then of course the right emotions and, and awareness and focus. When we start to think about those key principles and focus it on money, oh my goodness, it just really shines a light, doesn't it, on the importance and how we can improve in, I know for myself, and I'm speaking about myself, there is, I can see there's certainly room for improvement. And I can see, you know, two or three years ago, what my relationship with money was then in comparison to what it is now. And a number of key elements has changed across, you know, one or more of those eight principles. That's amazing. Yes, it's so true. And I'll, I'll tell you too, Anne-Marie, I had my own journey, again, deepening my relationship with money through writing this book as well. Yes. Because so it's, it's always that night. I really think it's a, a lifelong commitment for us to nurture ourselves in our relationship with money because ultimately it's really nurturing our relationship with ourselves. Mm. It is. And I love the way that you mentioned, you know, about it, it being a mirror and it kind of showing often the relationship with money can be an indication of what might be happening somewhere else in our life. And the other things that might be helping uh, showing up in our life or in our business may be a direct kind of reflection or indication, hey, maybe you, you do need to look and, and revisit your relationship with money. So it really is it, intertwined. And when we look at it that way, I'm sure there's a lot of light bulbs that have gone on. Now, one of the <laughs> things that you talk about is celebrating the feminine approach to money. So I'd love for you to share more about what is the feminine approach to money and are there some ways that we can, can celebrate? What are they? Okay. Yes. Well, thank you for asking that. So I think I, I as I mentioned earlier, so for women, Money is not the means to an end. Mm. So it's about relationships and how we can use money to take care of ourselves, our families, and, and share it and give it away. It's our nature as women to give. Yes. So the key, though, is that we can do it in such a way that can create such a, a much more holistic or bigger approach in terms of regarding money that's a winning combination for women. Mm -hmm. And so when I talk about celebrating the feminine approach to money, I'm really talking about the first way is that we should not have to suppress or change the fact that it's in our nature to give. And there's nothing wrong with giving. But the key here is that it's giving in a way that enriches us rather than depletes our energy, our money, our time, and other resources. So it's being really strategic and, and having that wisdom of have how to 
to how we can give in a way that also enriches us. Mm-hmm. The other way is that because of our ability to nurture, we too have the opportunity to nurture our money because money likes to be paid attention. Mm-hmm. It loves to be appreciated, counted, spent, <laughs> spoken of, <laughs> accumulated in exchange. And so one of the ways that we can celebrate this way is that we can treat money just like we would our very best friend. Mm-hmm. And so we wouldn't treat our best friend in a way that we wouldn't pay attention to it, to our best friend. So another part is that, again, I talked about this earlier, that money is really part of, of, uh, I believe, our spiritual purpose and and mission. So for any of those who really feel like it's not about the money, I would say is let your prosperity and wealth be based on the amount of good that you want to contribute to the world. Mm. And another way is that for women really is that we have to have that connection. We love connection. So we have to have a connection as to what is the why behind the money and and understanding the purpose for the money. So what is the money for? Why do you want it? And, And what purpose it's going to serve? Because clarity of money is so important because then it's going to serve as as the compass or the anchor that can really fuel us and motivate us to move forward toward our goal and our vision. And I know because I've seen it so many times and I'm I'm sure you have too, Anne-Marie, is that when women are, are empowered, they become unstoppable. So imagine women empowered with money. Imagine the incredible, amazing things that are going to happen in the world and the meaningful change that we're going to see. Oh, yes, absolutely. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love all of those ways that, that you've shared. And uh, I, I think particularly one that I know for, for me and many of our listeners, because I know many of our listeners are heart-centered and so they love to nurture and to, to really give of themselves in the relationship they have with clients. So I think being able to really be mindful about the giving, the sharing, the nurturing while they are also nurturing, caring and giving to themselves is huge because when we give and we share and we nurture to the detriment and we are really depleting our energy and we're doing it from that kind of, oh, I'm so tired, that that kind of approach, that is certainly not going to contribute to celebration and just being so <laughs> empowered and, and getting to that place of, of being unstoppable. So there's such yes, great, absolutely. great reminders. So tell me, how can we get a copy of your book? How can we find out more about you? Share the ways that we can connect with you, please. Oh, absolutely. So I invite you to go to my book website and it's www.moneymanifestationandmiracles.com. So that's all one word, moneymanifestationandmiracles.com. And when you go to that website, what you'll see is you'll have an opportunity to get a free chapter and an introduction of the book and a free chapter. You'll also have an opportunity to click on the the photo of the book and purchase a copy of the book. And as well as when you purchase a copy of the book, you have an opportunity to get some free gifts and one of them is a great downloadable workbook that you can use with all of the step-by-step exercises that's in the book and it's really going to help you 
go through the exercise and deepen your learning. And then this bonus is that there is a to help you further anchor what you've learned about the book and with the book, as well as an opportunity to further connect with me about working through any of your issues and relationships with money and as how you can create money breakthroughs and accelerate your income and your impact in the world. Wow. Look, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Mary Floor. The show notes are going to include all of the ways to connect with you. So again, that website is www.moneymanifestationandmiracles.com. This is show number. Let me just check the episode because I want to make sure that everyone can find that. This is episode 123. So all you need to do is go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES123 and uh, you'll be able to get all of the, the ways to connect with Mary Floor. Also, Mary Floor, you've provided us with a number of um, other resources and just information about some of the research that you've done and, and other people are, you know, saying similar things to what you've said today about, you know, women's relationship with money today. And so I think that that's just so helpful as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show. My absolute pleasure. And Marie, thank you so much for your time. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.